Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We are having the best time in the That Sounds Fun studio, getting to make these shows for you twice a week. If you haven't gotten a chance to, please rate and review the show wherever you love listening. It matters so much, you guys. And it helps other people who may love to hear the show know that it exists and hear straight from you. So if you get a chance to rate and review the show, that would mean a lot. And we've got a great show in store for you. My good friend, fellow podcaster and author, Jamie Ivey is here. Y'all may remember she was on the show back in January of 2018 when we did that whole Rhythms series. And she was kind of talking to us about our purpose in that. And she is back today. Her new book is titled You Be You. And it releases today, which is not the normal day of the week. The book's released, but Jamie is just being Jamie. And we talk about that and talk about probably what a lot of you are thinking about. Jamie and I both being podcasters and both having a lot of the same drive and ideas. And what is it like to cheer for each other and not compete with each other? We talk about it because we love each other and we've talked about it before. So here's my conversation with author, podcaster, and someone I will cheer for every day, Jamie Ivey. Jamie Ivey. Annie F. Downs. We're just here. (laughs) Uh, These are, when I sit with you, this is the most fun because we can just like talk shop for forever. Oh, literally, you're like, I think we should start recording because we're supposed to do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you got here a full 20 minutes ago and we've just been Mm -hmm. chatting. How was traveling? Was that weird? It's my second time. Oh, good. Have you traveled on a plane yet? Yes, one time. Second time. And it was fine. It feels a little weird at the airports because I'm used to getting to an airport on, say, like a Friday afternoon and it is like so busy. So packed. There's nobody there. Yeah. It feels a little like, is it Sunday at midnight? Like, where? what time? Right. Where am I? Right. So it was just a little weird, but I felt fine about it. But I will tell you this. I flew in January uh, with a friend who is a friend who would wipe down everything. And this was pre-COVID, In right? January, yeah. You in were January. Like, stop being that way. We got on the plane, and she's wiping down everything. I'm like, you are so weird. Yeah. And now I get on the plane, and I'm like telling my seatmate, I'm like, I'll take care of your stuff. And I'm like wiping everything <laughs> down. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it, but I'm now a wiper. My, oh, my gosh. We're pulling that quote for something. I don't Thank care you. where it Thank goes. You. Mm-hmm. I'm now a wiper. Talk to me about the mask wearing. I, I'm fine wearing masks. I wear them in the grocery store. But that was the hardest thing for me is like literally Nashville car to destination car. You have a mask on the whole time. Yeah, we're like that in Austin. You wear them all the time? You ha- Anywhere? No, not outside. Okay. So if you're walking around outside, if you're eating at a restaurant, you don't. But if you're in... They yes. won't let you in the grocery store without Same one. Same here, yeah. And so I'm a rule follower. But like six hours? That is like, that oh, was on like, the airplane? Yeah, oh. like airport, airplane, I hated airport. It. Yes. I felt a little like I can't breathe. Yeah. And so I would find myself just holding my water bottle in the airport. Uh, yes. I'm like, I'm drinking, you guys. Eventually, <laughs> I'm taking another drink. I've never been this hydrated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that did feel weird because the first time I flew, I thought, I've never had a mask on for this long. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Have you? Did you notice this week while you're in Nashville that Franklin does not have a mask mandate and Nashville does? I went. I've been in both. Yes. And it's like 2019 down there, isn't it? It is 2019. It's like, is this, are we February? Like, where are we? It's bizarre. It's bizarre. I know. And there's no, ma- I mean, I went to one place where there were 
a lot of people and I felt like, am I doing something wrong? Or I feel like I was in another world. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is because it's a 10 minute drive for me. Okay. But I want to ask you this. Okay. You and I both love Instagram. Yes. And we both like share our lives there and it's fun and everyone needs to know we also have things we don't share. So Uh, to be sure. The obvious. But I have found myself during COVID not sharing some things. Yeah. Because I didn't want to have the shame. Does that make sense? Yes. Did you struggle with that? Oh, my gosh. I shared a picture with my friend Sarah and my buddy Trey Kennedy. We went to a comedy show. It was social distance. There was only 20 of us in the room. Right. And we wore masks. And then at the end, we could take a picture. So I was like, oh, my gosh, Trey, let's take a picture and let me post it. And back to back in comments, one of them was, oh, I can't believe y'all wearing masks. We're all just falling. We're all just sheep, blah, blah, blah. And the next one was, I can't believe y'all are standing next to each other. It's just, you can't I was like, win. can't win. You can't, can't win. win. I know. Can't win. Yeah, because the truth is we are doing the things in our private lives that that we ha- we believe are healthy and fine. We're not, we're not being risky. No. Uh, and, and so, but then there, everybody on the internet has an opinion. Do you feel like that's gotten louder? Oh, my gosh. I think so, too. So loud. Can I read you something? Yes, I'd love to. This okay. is reading it's time. It's funny. It's funny. So don't, don't don't stress out here. My my friend, who is a friend of mine who doesn't do what you and I do, which those are always really great friends to have, right? Uh-huh. So she doesn't do what you and I do. So sometimes I can screenshot funny things and be like, yes. look what this person sent me, yes. right? Yes. So she sent me this kind of little meme, right? It says, how social media works. And it says, I'll let you look. So it says, yes. it says me, I prefer mangoes to oranges. <laughs> Random person. So basically what you're saying is you hate oranges. You also failed to mention pineapples, bananas, and grapefruits. Educate yourself. I'm literally shaking. And I was like, this is the story of my life. It is. And it is about everything. Yeah. It's about I, I put a salad on the inner, inner Instagram <laughs> yesterday, and people are like, you shouldn't dress it like that and do this. And I was like, oh, you, oh, there's just. I know. So why don't we quit? Well, I think I always have to think about that person. And here's what you and I do. I, I'll, I'll, I don't mean to like say that we're awesome, but here's what you and I do well on the internet. Yeah. And people say this about you. I've heard people say this about me. So I'll put us in the same group. Sure. Is they say, I feel like I know you. Yeah, for okay? sure. That's true. Yeah. And so I I, I do that purposefully. And, yeah. I, and you and I are both the same people off the Instagram as we are in real That's life. True, yeah. Like people would say that about us personally. Yeah. So in one hand, we are allowing them to feel like they're a part of our life. Yep. And they know us. And that is great. And it's fun. And it's lovely. But... At the same, the same problem with that is, is it also makes them feel as though they have the opportunity to speak into our life in ways that our personal friends can. Yes. And yes. so that's a really interesting. I yeah. have to often remember that I have allowed them in that way. Yeah. And I enjoy it and it's fun. But then I often want the other people on the other side to remember you don't actually know Annie Downs. Yeah. Like you've actually never had lunch with her. And you think she's awesome. And I'll tell you, as her friend, she is awesome. But there's a special place for those kind of relationships. And I don't think they happen online. Yeah. And I love Instagram. And we both do a living online. Yeah, that's right. So it's not that I'm against it. I just always want to be really aware of there's more to the story. Yeah. You don't know them personally. And and because I I feel myself – do you ever feel – I feel myself on the side of – I should comment and say to so-and-so that I follow – to Chrissy Teigen or to, <laughs> uh, you know, to anybody where I yeah. go like, I should say, are you sure this is, da, da, da? that's not exactly how we cut a peach in the South. And I'm like, Annie, you are, you are being the person, but because it's all, it, I feel you like feel I know like Chrissy Teigen. Know yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, that is just the nature of how Instagram works. Yes. And I just always have to remind myself, Chrissy Teigen has so many things that she does not share with us. Gosh, Right. 
everyone has so many things they don't share with us. Yeah. And that's good and healthy yes. because yes. they have a community and you live in community. I live in community. Yeah. We're both believers in yeah. those relationships. And so we have to all remember Instagram is not the whole story. Right. And yet, we, you and I both also love, I mean, I love interacting with our oh, friends on the other side. Yes. So I don't want them to not talk to me. A hundred percent. I just, and and I'm okay if they disagree with me. A hundred percent. There's been a lot this spring and summer <laughs> that people have vocally disagreed with me on. Fine. Me too. But can we still be friends? Yes. Like, can you say it kindly? Yeah. Can you disagree with me and and us still survive this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Yep. I mean, a Someone commented recently that they were leaving our church because of something I said. And I— Because of something you said? Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks. Because I know I that know. doesn't feel good. It was, yeah. And I just thought, wait, you haven't—you said you've been there five years, and I said one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not the pastor. Yeah. I teach once a quarter. And, I mean, I, I just thought, man, there are so many things here we're not talking about because we you aren't actually trying to be my friend. You're just trying to make a statement. Mm. And that, it was, it's Was it something really you hurtful. said from the stage or Instagram? No, Instagram. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. And so then you just kind of go, ah. Well, I mean, I, I like called the pastor and I was like, uh, got a quick note. <laughs> 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 quick thing to say. Uh, and, but it, it did he the, say like, we already know? He was like, <laughs> she's not the only one. Okay. I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Oh, no, great. no, that he just was like, okay, I, you yeah. know, I see where you're coming from. I, it's okay. Like, I mean, because if I'd have, the other option is: Do we make mistakes? Are we allowed to? Are we allowed to make mistakes in public? Right. I mean, as your book says, "You be you." Are mm-hmm. we allowed to actually be us on Instagram? Are we allowed to actually be us on Instagram? Yes, I, but we, we don't are. let people make mistakes. Here, here's how I think about Instagram, and this you can call me out and tell me if I'm wrong. Here, I can take it. To me, Instagram is such a platform that I use as a part of like my ministry. Yeah, every single thing I put up, I think through it. Yeah. Before I did what I do now, it was like a scrapbook of my kids. Yes, yes, You know what I mean? Like it was just like, oh, look at my kid. They're starting kindergarten. Now I feel it as an arm of what I do. So I take it really seriously. And so for me, it's not that – here's an example that I've used a lot recently, Annie, is COVID was hard for my marriage, which I've heard from a lot of people that it was difficult. I think relationships – Because of so much time together? No, it was just we had a lot of things happening. We were doing a yeah. remodel. All of both my job stopped. Yes. I really like traveling. Yes. And it stopped. And we didn't get, we to, didn't it get to do it. I know. Everything changed. And so it was just a lot of things. Yeah. But my point that I always say when I talk about Instagram is what you didn't see on Instagram was a picture of me saying, I'm so mad at my husband right now. Yeah. It's not that I can't talk about it because I am clearly right now and I have. And we've even talked about it. In posts later. Yeah. But in that moment, I always have to filter through what is the best thing for the people who follow me? How am I going to encourage them the most? Me in the middle of a fight with my husband is not going to be encouraging to anybody. Yeah. On the other side of that, when I can look back and talk about here were our struggles, here's what happened, here's how we chose to fight for each other, that's encouraging. Yeah, that's right. So I just have to think, can we be honest? Can we make mistakes? Yes. Um. I was with a a mutual friend of ours last night, and we talked about this whole cancel thing. Yeah. And he said a statement that I'm going to actually chew on for a while because I don't know how it makes me – it makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay, good. He said, um, I think it's healthy for some of us to be canceled sometimes. Oh, wow. And I was like, "Um, I don't ever want to be canceled. Right. And he's like, but you learn a lot. And I was like – I don't want to learn that way. That's <laughs> the right. worst thing I could ever think of. Right. And he was coming from a 
a kind place. Like, he's not yeah. trying to say, like, tear everybody down. But I think he just meant, like, that accountability. So it's a scary place for me. Yeah. Annie, if that happens to me, I need you to call me. Yes. Because I'm going to be in the me bathroom too. rocking back and forth. Jamie, I can't. I mean, yes, I don't. It's why Twitter scares me. Yeah. I don't do Twitter. At all. At all. Yeah. I read it sometimes because there's news there or there's people I do like to see what they have yeah. to say. I cannot post over there. I am so scared of Twitter. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I can't. And this is two of us who, I, I so when all, when people got, this is two of us who do this for our job is yeah, what I'm trying to exactly. say. I didn't, I'm terrible at not finishing sentences. And you are so good at it, Jamie. And the idea that you feel afraid of a certain place, I'm like, well, we're missing out on Jamie there. But I also... Totally get it. Uh, when all that happened on the internet last weekend, one of my friends said to me, okay, you need to have a soft heart and thick skin. Jackie Hill Perry just put up a post today, and she said that's what really? that's what you need. And I, I have gotten a lot thicker skin in the past, you know, six years or so. Yeah. But I feel safe here where I can explain what I'm saying. Yes. Twitter does not we feel have safe. time, yes. There's time. There's inflection in voice. I think that's why I love communicating yes. this way, through right. a podcast, from a stage, even a book, per se, because you get 50,000 words yes. to say what you want to say. And there, no, it gives people the opportunity to see you, the whole you. Yes. And not just one tweet about a subject. So that's why Twitter makes me anxious. Oh, gosh. I, get I it. do not like that. I mean, I think there. of all of our friends that are listening who are huge fans of Happy Hour Jamie Ivy, who are, you know, living their lives as teachers or as pastors or as uh, nurses or doctors, you know, like the men and women who are just living their normal lives and they're afraid of saying anything on social media. Yeah, the wrong thing. It's yes. hard. It's a really hard place. And so, I I think we need to show a lot more grace. Yeah. I just think there's got to, we've got to start giving people permission to be amateurs at things again. Mm, that's really good. Just let them be be uh, not not knowing everything. Yeah. We expect if someone says something we expect them to have known everything about that's it. That's so good. I remember a handful of years ago my best friend, her daughter is uh, 17, she has special needs. And she correct- Are they in Austin? No, they're in Dallas, Fort okay. Worth. Uh she corrected me on how I was saying something about her daughter. Yeah. And I remember thinking, A, I'm glad that didn't happen publicly. Yeah. But B, I'm so thankful that it happened. Yeah. And what I'm what I always think about is I want to have that same grace that my friend had for me mm-hmm. as I do when anyone else says anything. Like yes. you said, there might be an amateur at even the thought, the idea, the conversation. Um, I want to be able to to have that grace and be like, I didn't know till I knew. <laughs> right. Right. I didn't know till I knew. Yes. And so there are so many things that I say different and think different about than I did 10 years ago. Oh, girl. I mean, it, it's one of those things where people pull up old pictures or old quotes and get canceled for that from 10 years ago. And you're like, wait, are we not allowed to grow and change? So like, hard. ask them right now if they still believe yeah. that. Ask them right now if that's still where they stand. And then you can decide whether you support them or not. Yeah. And it is it is and brutal. for me, I also want to be the person, if you pulled up something that I said 10 years ago that I might not stand by today, I want to p- be the person that says, yeah, I don't think that way anymore. Yes. You know who handled that okay. so well? Ryan Reynolds and his wife. Her name is, she's beautiful. Like Ryan Reynolds. Um, Famous The Ryan movie Ryan. star. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. He and his wife, people are screaming her name at us right now. I just know they are. And I can I can see her face, but I can't remember her name. They got married at like a a, a southern antebellum home, like at a, at a plantation. Plantation. Yeah. That's the word. Thank you. And and they said, we 
We just didn't, didn't think about it. Yep. We're really sorry. And it went away. Yeah, of course. I mean, it just like, it, it, it was like a wave. It went up and then it went away. You go like, yeah, that's it. I apologized for not knowing, not caring like I should have cared yes. or knowing like I should have known. And I would make a decision different. Can yes. we still be friends? Because yes. I want to be a lifelong learner. Like, I don't ever want to get where I'm like, oh, I know everything about this. Yeah. I know everything about what it means to be a parent, a mom, a podcaster, an author, a right. friend, community leader, whatever. Right. Like, please let me keep learning until the day I go home to see Jesus. That's right. Is that why UBU is the right next book? UBU is a right next book for me because my very first book was, it feels weird to say memoir because I was like 37. It was, no. But it was a story of me following Jesus in my early 20s. Yeah, that's right. So... What came after that was I started to see a lot of women, a lot of women, Annie, and and, and I'd love to hear if you've experienced this as well. Yeah. I would go places and, and teach people, or I would even feel people in my community, even my own self, yeah. where I would go, she has better things than I do. Mm-hmm. She has better gifts, Girl. better talents, better passions, better influence, better power, whatever it might be. And I've struggled with this. I'm sure that you have. I think all of us will struggle with this until the day that we die. And so for me, I would want to look at women and be like, I want you to be you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want you to be Annie Downs. I don't want mm-hmm. you to be Jamie Ivey. I want yes. you to be you yes. because you will not be satisfied if you're constantly trying to be us Right? because you have amazing things inside of you that we don't have. That's right. Amazing things that we don't have. And so that's what I want women and men to understand is that you have this opportunity to trust that the God who loves you and likes you and believes in you has given you a purpose and given you gifts and talents. And that's hard. And it's hard at different yeah. seasons. It's yeah. hard with whatever stage of life or professional career you might be in. I'll just let you know, there's always someone who seems to have it better. Yes. Always. No matter what. No matter what. Yes. Even when you get to where you think you should be, <laughs> well, dadgummit, who's this person? That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. So it's like, it's a never, you never get to where you think you want to be. Yeah. So then I just, I'm like, well, then I have got to trust that I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Hey, friends, just taking a brief pause in our conversation to share about one of our fun partners, KiwiCo. Okay, one of my mini BFFs and I have already been conspiring about what we want to be for Halloween. Y'all have heard me talk about it a little bit. See, I always spend Halloween with their family, but that's not the only fun thing we do together. I love doing stuff with him that involves creativity and problem solving, and that's why we loved getting a crate from KiwiCo to do together. We got to build this little catapult that really worked. And then there may have been a contest to see who could catapult their ping pong ball the farthest. He loved putting everything together piece by piece and beating me at our game. And I love that we got to have some hands-on fun with all the planning and gathering of supplies done for us. They even have crates that you can do as an adult. I've got my eye on this darling macrame hanging planter to make. Although, (laughs) y'all know this is true. Jenna will have to help me keep the plant alive. I cannot keep plants alive. During this time when we can't go to all the fun places we usually do, a KiwiCo subscription will bring a fun activity straight to the kiddos in your life. As a former teacher, I especially love how building and creating with KiwiCo gives kids confidence as they see themselves accomplish new things. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. So get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code that sounds fun at kiwico.com that's 30% off your first month at kiwico.com promo code that sounds fun and now back to the show 
I think it's fun for you and I to have this conversation because so many of our friends listening listen to both of us. Yeah. And could see a world. And and there are times where you have guests and I go, I want that guest. Or you have opportunities and I go, I want that opportunity. And then I go, Jamie and I are on. I mean, it. It, to be real honest, I say to myself, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. What can I do to cheer for Jamie? Oh, my because gosh. Because we are, right? Because yes. if there's any two people in our little world that could have similar lives. We're, like, so much alike, Annie. Yes. Yeah. And and so I, I choose and love you, and therefore it is easy to cheer for you. And I still have to tell myself, people are going to get what you don't have. That's right. And I want to give you okay. two examples. They involve both of us. Just today, I told you this jokingly before I walked in, but just today, I've been to your office two times now. And I'm not kidding when I say that every time I come here, I have to be like, golly, how do I get an office like Annie has? Mm -hmm. If I had this, I think I could do so much more. And every single time I have to go, this is how I fight it. Do you know how I fight not leaving here discontent? Yeah. Because I will not leave here discontent. Right. I will leave here like, Annie is the bomb. I love her. I'm so happy for her. Is it because I genuinely am a cheerleader for you? Yes. I'm genuinely I I happy. It. Like, I literally walk around. I'm like, Annie, I am so stinking proud of you. Yeah. Like, I, I was talking about the, your network. I'm like, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Okay, the second thing um, is I will never forget this. In fact, I think I told this story recently when I was talking about something about this kind of competition mentality. Yeah. Because people used to ask me years ago when not as many people were doing the podcasting right. like we're doing, someone new would start podcasting and they'd be like, did you hear? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because all of our friends have podcasts, right? <laughs> right, right. So they're like, did you hear they started yeah. a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited for them. Yeah. Because it is, this playground is so big. That's right. There's a swing for all of us. That's right. There's a swing for all. And sometimes I'm pushing you, sometimes you're pushing me. But a couple, I guess it would have been last year. Last year, yeah. you sent me a message. And you're like, hey, I'm going to have Jonathan Pitts on the podcast. And Jonathan Pitts is a mutual friend of ours. And his wife, Winter, passed away two years ago. And you said to me, you said, I know that you were friends with Winter. Would you like to have him on first? I've never forgotten that. Yeah. Because it it was like, this is how we do this yes. thing. Yes. Is there's no like, don't tell Jamie. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's no like... None of that exists. That's right. Because we have both, I would guess, worked really hard to get there as yeah. well. Because I've learned if if I were to sit across from Annie and be jealous and envious and think, how does she have this? I couldn't do my job well. That's it, Jamie. That's right. I'd be miserable. And we'd spend our whole lives watching each other to to not I watch my I spend my life watching you because I love you. The other option that so many of our friends, I mean, the reason I'm glad we get to talk about this is because so many of our friends feel this about the other mom at the pool or about the other dad that coaches football or about the, and they- Fill in the blank. Yes, anything. Yeah. Absolutely anything. And and we have chosen for a long time to be on each other's team. And so it's easier. It's easy. It's easy. It's yeah, easy. It's not, it, it is, I mean, I have goosebumps talking about, I'm like, this is one of the best parts of my life it's is getting so to cheer good. for other podcasters. I want to tell you this, too. I don't think you know this. We very first met at the very, very, very first If Gathering. Yes. Am I right about that? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So uh -huh. you so and Joy were 2013? hosting. Oh, 18 million years yeah. ago. You and Joy Eckridge were hosting, mm -hmm. and I was doing some interviews. Yes. And I don't know why. I still, I still tell Jenny Allen this day. I'm like, I don't know why you invited me. I didn't have, like, what I'm doing now. Yeah. Well, no. Did you have a podcast at all then? I don't think so, Annie. Okay. I think I started it the next year. We should tell everybody they're going to hear a siren go by. We're really close to a hospital. People keep pulling over their cars when they hear a siren mm -mm. when they're listening to us because okay, that's hilarious. Yeah, so that's don't pull over everybody. That's it's by here, us. It's yeah. Here. So yeah, I did not have a podcast then. Yeah, but Jenny and I were friends, and I'd worked in radio. How'd y'all meet Jenny? How'd you meet Jenny? Went same church. Oh, got it. Her okay. husband's pastor. So uh, she invited me to do some stuff. Yeah, and 
that was a new world for me. Yeah. All of a sudden, I met so many people who a lot of them are my friends today. Yes. And we do the exact same job. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When I tell you that I was overwhelmed, you have no idea. Because really? I would look around and be like, I don't know how I got here. Yeah. And Annie and Joy are so good at this. I don't think I could do this. It was it was a very overwhelming season. Yeah. And then I've been doing something with them since every year since yes. then. And I had to make a decision about two years into my career. Jamie, you're either going to be you. Yeah. Or you're going to spend your life trying to be someone else That's and you're it, never going to get it. Right. Right. And I was so discontent. I was so dissatisfied. I never felt good enough. Yeah. I'm never going to teach the Bible like this person. Right. I'm never going to host like this person. I'm we're never going to be Christine Kane. We're never going to be Christine Kane. <laughs> I sit and I'm like, how is she doing that? How I'm is she never... not looking at her notes? How is she not looking at her notes? <laughs> so... She has so many zingers yes. and she doesn't look at her notes. Chris, teach us your ways. <laughs> but in all honesty, I really had to make a decision. And I yeah. I can confidently say that I decided I don't want to be anyone else. Yeah. Do I still fight that sometimes? Oh, 100%. Course. Right. But I fight it. Yeah, that's right. We I fight, fight it. it. That's yep. the thing. I'm I in could, the battle. We could list 15 men and women that we know and love in this space and go like, here's, I would pull together a perfect career if I had this person's <laughs> this and this person's this and Christine Zingers yeah. and, and you know, your dimples. And, you know, if I could pull together the perfect career, I could do it. But that's that's not me being me. It's not. It's yeah. not. And, and what I found is that kind of... That race to be someone else is exhausting. Why is why is the devil doing that? Why does he care about us com- competing versus cheering for each other? I think for a couple reasons. When I'm competing and when I am trying to be someone else, I don't think I'm really doing what God asked me to do. Mm. So I'm missing out on this mission that's right in front of me. I'm right. missing out on these opportunities. I'm missing out to influence the people that God's put in front of me. You know, influence is a big word. And, and I think it's not just you and I that have influence because we speak into microphones every <laughs> single week. To be sure. Everybody has influence That's where right. they are. And so there's this that people have also started to believe this lie that I'm not influential unless I am pastor, yep. author, speaker, podcaster, blue CEO, check, this blue many check, followers, right. all the things. Right. And that is this lie that I think the devil has used to keep people trapped mm-hmm. into not using their influence. Because at the end of the day, I've had influence in so many different ways in my life. I mean, I have four children. Yes. There's an influence. Yes. I used to serve in the county jail. There was an influence. Yeah. I used to teach fifth grade Sunday school. There's an influence. You know, I used to be a teacher. All these things, not one is better or worse. Right. They're just different. And so we have started to believe the lie that if I could just be like her, I could have her influence. To me, oh, this is so sad to me. It's almost as if you looked at the people that you did have influence over, whether that's the kids in your classroom, the girls in your community group, the children in your home, the people on your street, fill in the blank. It's almost like you're looking at them going, you don't matter. Yes. You're not enough. You're not enough. Yes. That's right. I don't Man, want I've been you. under leaders who've made me feel that. Have you? Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst feeling. Like yeah. they're, it's like they're constantly wishing yeah. that they were at a bigger church, bigger yeah. company, bigger whatever. And you're like, what about me? Right. Right. So I don't want to be that way. Yeah. I don't either. I, so when you're raising your four kids, so many of our friends listening or moms or dads, when you're raising your four kids, how do you teach them not to be competitive with each other? Oh my gosh! I have two boys who are in the same grade. Yes, they're they in both the same play grade. Yeah, this is awful. Yeah, <laughs> right now uh, we're they, we don't know what football team they're going to be on. Okay, this is a thing because JV or varsity. No, they're both on freshmen. Okay, yes, because they're but ninth there's graders. like A, B, C. Oh gosh. 
So we have lots of conversations about it doesn't matter what team you're on. And I'm sure they're like, it does matter, mom. (laughs) I want to be on the A team. But all of my kids, whether it's just, I don't know if there are families where all the kids are alike. All of our kids are so different. And and I know the crazy thing about our family is none of them have the same biology. So three of our kids are adopted. So that and none of them have the same birth parents. Okay. So we've got four different DNAs. Yes. I guess everybody has different DNA, but you know what I mean. Yes, yes, yes. Four different DNA is whatever. We are with you. Yeah. So they're all so different. And so competing against each other is not the biggest deal in our house, but the biggest deal is raising raising teenagers is for them to believe that like they're enough and they matter. Because you and I are struggling with this in different areas, but we remember (laughs) what it was like to be a teenager. Oh Lord. I mean, it's it's a tough world out there. I'm not strong enough to be a teenager right now with social, with media? social media. I'm not. It's the a Lord tough, knew. tough place. Yeah, I couldn't do it. And so that is just trying to talk to our kids about whatever you see that seems to be the quote unquote popular good everything. First of all, we're like that dude peaked too early. Just hold out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In ten years, you're gonna watch his life and you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be happy. Yeah. You're fine. But all joking aside, it is this kind of hard place of. of of asking them also to trust that God has a purpose for them, even if they're not as tall as everyone, or they don't yeah. look like everyone, or they're not as smart as everyone, or they don't make the A-team. Those are hard things to deal with. And then allowing them to really even just grieve that and feel sad yes. for that. And yes. that's okay. Yeah. I mean, when y'all were on with Emmanuel Acho, mm-hmm. I mean, that, for starters, that was unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Were you surprised when he called? Yes. Yeah. So I've been trying to get him on my show for a while. Yeah, me too. Have you gotten him? No, he's me always neither. too busy. He's too busy. He's for always us. too busy. Oh, but let but him loose. Ha- but some reason he gave me his phone number. Okay. And so he, we've gone to the same church for years. So it's Got not it. like a random reach out. Okay. He knows my husband. You know okay. those kind of things. Yeah. So he sent me a text one day, and it was a picture of my family. And he's yeah. like, "You need to explain this to me." And so he went to our church years ago. Yeah. We didn't want ever like close. He played yeah. football at Texas. And so he didn't know that my family was built on adoption. Got it. So he's like, who are these people? And I'm like, that's my family. Like, those are my kids. And yeah. so we went back and forth asking like a ton of questions. And then he's like, would you come on the show? Yeah. And it was like immediate yes for me. Like, I love those type of things. I even yes. love those conversations. I'm not afraid of them because we have them often right. with raising three black children. But we asked each of our kids because here's the deal with that kind of publicity is that's a different world than I'm in. Yeah. Like, Emmanuel Ocho is a professional athlete. Right. He's a professional broadcaster. He's not in the Christian women's space. No. <laughs> and those those conversations, uncomfortable conversations with a black man are having millions Millions. Of I yeah. mean, I'm talking multiple millions. Yeah. And so we asked our kids and told them and everything, and they all said yes, or we wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And I was so proud of them. Were you surprised when Story cried? Very surprised. Yeah. Not surprised at the emotion, because we've had— what everyone needs to know is that's not the first time, obviously, we've had those conversations. <laughs> to be sure. You're like, we surprised our three black <laughs> yes, children with yeah, a conversation exactly. about race. So we've had those conversations often because we have to. Yeah. Like, that's a part of our life. But when she started crying, I mean, I don't know how you are, Annie, but when I do interviews and someone's telling me a sad story, I, like, pride myself that I'm pretty professional. Yeah. Like, I don't cry a lot in interviews. Yeah. I'll listen to it later and bawl like a baby. Yes. Yeah. So there I was like... Keep yourself together, Jamie. Because yeah. I didn't want to boohoo ball. Right. That would have been embarrassing to me. I was surprised, but that's her. Like, that was a normal emotion yeah. for her as a 12-year-old daughter, girl, talking about such hard topics. Yeah. About... I mean, a concern for her brother's lives. A concern. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And did you see the next one they did with Roger Goodell? 
No, I haven't watched that okay, one You're yet. a football fan. Yes. Well, Emmanuel texted us a couple weeks after, and he's yeah. like, you guys, I just, got a, I just got off the phone with Roger Goodell, and your episode was so good to him. And I was like, wow. oh, look you there. Yeah. How about some tickets, old <laughs> That's Roger <right>. Goodell? <laughs> you're like, you want to come on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Roger>. <laughs> so I think the coolest thing, and we tried to explain this to our kids. Again, my kids are teenagers. Yeah. They're like, what's for dinner? Can I play Fortnite? Can a friend come over? Yeah. This is their life, right? Yes. They're not doing what you and I do of having hard conversations about race in America. Yeah, right. They live it, but it's not right. like they're not doing what we do. So we tried to explain to our kids, y'all, listen, you don't know this, but you're, that show has a lot of power for people. Yeah. And it was really cool that God allowed our family to be a part of it yeah. because it will change lives. Yeah. So that was fun. Do you think they believe that? I think they believe it, but I don't think they actually understand what that means. Yeah, sure. I don't know that I could, I don't think any of us can fully comprehend how much that mattered. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, I know you get people send you in emails about your, this is what your show's meant to me or your book or whatever. And so we see that the work that we create matters. Yeah. And that God uses it to change lives. You and I are not changing lives, but God's using us to do things. And so to try to explain that to my kids. Yeah. I think one day they'll understand. Are they still glad they did it? They're still glad they did it. Yeah. It's not like we talk about it every day. Yeah. Someone recognized them the other day, so that was kind of really? fun. Yeah. 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 They were like, uh, were you on that show with the black man? <laughs> we were like, yeah, that was us. So they thought that was cool. Would y'all ever do a reality show? Okay. All the, Yes, we would. Yeah. Okay. But reality shows scare me. Tell me why. It's like Twitter. It scares me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, everybody would recognize y'all everywhere. That's not what scares me. That sounds fine. That's yeah. okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> What scares me is them taking 10 minutes of a of a two-hour day recording. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, then we're the laughing stock of America. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It would have to be like, we trust that you're so for our family, yeah. which is with Emmanuel. I mean, we recorded for 45 minutes, and we did not see that final tape until no. it came out. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And I asked him for questions ahead of time, and he wouldn't give them to me. Not in a mean way, in a very journalistic way. Yeah. Like, I want it to be real. And I get yeah. that as someone who does interviews. Yeah. You do, too. And so there was – but he was like, I'm for your family. Yeah. Like, this is not any way to make you guys yes. look bad. Yes. And so – it would have to be something where I'm like, you're for us. Yes. I mean, do you give questions to your guests? No. I don't either. Mm-mm. Yeah, because I think there is this understanding that we, both of our shows, you're happy hour and on the other side, and we are for the guests. We're I'm not always, trying to I'm always like, this isn't them. TMZ, guys. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want people to read You Be You. Yes. I'm not here to get stuff <laughs> yes. out of you. I want them to read your yeah. book. Except you did get me to say I'm a wiper. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did say that. Um, when I had Jane Allison and DeMarcus on, they said the same thing, that they had that six-episode series on Netflix, and they didn't see it until the week before, a couple of days before. Yeah. Everyone saw it. Yeah. And so you just have to, like, live like that. Which I was the—there's a magazine in Austin called Austin Women. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were I was, on that I was cover. a cover girl. Yeah, you were. I so saw So that it. was my first cover girl experience. I'm, I'll do any other cover girls, people. Um, <laughs> but she interviewed me for, like, over a couple of times, a total of, like, four or five hours. Yeah. And I said, hey, can I see it before it comes out? And she said, no. Wow. Yeah. She said, it's very, it's like, it's how it is, though. Like, yeah. Because if I would have seen it, everything was fine. But let's say I would have been like, I didn't mean to say it like that. Yeah. And then she would have said that alters, like, the journalism of it. Is yeah. that that's actually what you said. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, that's awful. Did you frame it in your office? In no, your but tiny I should. House? Yes. That's amazing. Why have I not framed this? Why have you not framed that? That's amazing. I'm getting on that when I get okay, home. Okay, good. I wish you would. I'll show you a picture. Yes, please do. <laughs> 
Hey, friend, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Third Love. During times we're allowed to go places and see people, one of the things so many of you stop me and say is how much you adore your Third Love bra. I know, me too. Every Third Love bra is made with signature memory foam cups, no slip straps, and a scratch free band. So comfortable. And Third Love has a perfect fit promise, which just means they stand behind their products if you don't love it. Friends, exchanges, and returns are free for 60 days. When I wanted to figure out what to order, I just took Third Love's online Fit Finder quiz. I've told you about it before. It helped me find the size and style that was right for me. I love how easy they made it for me and for you with just a few simple questions. You guys can do it too. Just join over 15 million women who have taken the Fit Finder quiz. It takes under 60 seconds and will help you identify your size and shape and then find styles that will fit your body. You know how much I love when companies give back, and I know that matters to you guys too. You tell me all the time. Well, Third Love donates all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has donated over $20 million in bras. Isn't that amazing? I know. I just love it. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for every gal out there. So right now they're offering my friends 10% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 10% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 10% off today. And now back to finish our conversation with Jamie Ivey. So an interesting thing you're doing that the rest of us don't haven't done is your book is launching on a Thursday. Oh, looky there. Yep. Everybody else's launches on Tuesday. So you be you. You Tell, be you, boo. I mean, I just think that is, I think uh, you don't have to explain it all the way down, but I think some explanation to people of why did we hear everybody else launching on Tuesday and you're launching on Thursday and why that was right for Jamie yeah. will help us each in our own, like us being us journeys yeah. too. Yeah. You know, it's funny because this is my second book, yes. which is a lot of people have written a lot more books than me. But I remember the first book, they're like, this is, we just released on Tuesdays. Yes. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Fine. This book comes along and they're like, okay, we're going to release on a Tuesday. And I was like, can you tell me one more time, like why everybody releases on a Tuesday? Because everybody releases on a Tuesday. Yes. Music on Friday, books on Tuesday. It's everything. Yes. And so I'm like, can you just fill me in on that one more time? And a little book talk, but I think you'll find it interesting, listener, is they were like, well, that's when they do like the recording of the numbers and then you get a whole week and then they do the list thing. And I was like, oh, so it's to help you make a list, like a New York Times bestseller, Publishers Weekly. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, if that's not my main goal. Yeah. Then what if we did on a Thursday, which is October 1st? Because that sounds better than which September today, 28th. The day people yeah. are listening. Yes. So I'm like, that sounds better than like September something. Yeah. I was like, 10 one I'm down with that. Yeah. And so I asked my team, I'm like, can we do that? They're like, sure, we can yeah. do that. And so I guess that is, I didn't even think about it, this example of, you know what? That felt best for me. Yes. I just think uh, that's what I loved about it. As you explained, I went like, well, she's literally living her book. Yes. By caring more about what you care about yes. than what everybody else decides is important. Yes, because making a list, this is also book talk, making a bestseller list, would I love that? Oh my gosh. Sure. Do I anticipate that or is that no? Because if that happens, honestly, it doesn't change anything about the book or me or the reason I wrote it. Yeah. So once I settled that, I was like, well, then I think this sounds great. Yes. It's a very glorified, much more important version of breakfast for dinner. 
There you go. Like, I can have breakfast. Who says you can't have breakfast? And everybody loves breakfast for dinner because it feels like you're breaking a rule that yes. someone else decided. Yes. I mean, I literally ate dinner for breakfast today because I was like, I don't Ooh, have anything for I breakfast like that, that I yeah. want. I want some more of this salad and an avocado. Done. I don't care. I mean, like you have done such a beautiful job modeling a life of breakfast for dinner mm. of like, yeah, you need to eat. There are still things that are good for you. You still yeah. should release the book. Yeah. We all need you be you, but like do it in a Jamie way. Yeah. Which that translates, you don't have to be an author for that to translate. No, it's everybody. That's everything and everybody is like, what is the best thing for you to do? Yes. How are you going to do it well? I was about to say, how are you going to live your best life? And that feels weird because that kind of cliche. <laughs> but in all reality, with like the yeah. gospel underneath that is, how are you going to do what God has asked you to do? Yes. And that looks different for every person. And for me, I'm going to release UBU on yeah. a Thursday. Because I just, there's a, there's conversations for women that buzz around all the time of like, you can do it and just get up and do it and and all that. But that all feels like it misses gospel it to does. me it a does. little bit. Yes. So you, tell me where UBU invites the gospel in, where other resources might say, you've got this. Yeah, such a good question. In fact, a lot of people will look at me and be like, you be you. Like, have you gone off the deep end? Like, what are you What are you mm. trying to say here? Because yeah. you sound like something else. It's just like you control your destiny. You you can do anything you want to do. And the thing is, I think that a lot of those sayings, which I probably said some of them, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can make anything you want happen. Work hard and you can reach your dreams or your goals. In and of themselves, not the worst things in the world. Right. Here's what happens. You live enough life and you go, that actually is not working. Yeah. There's yeah. not enough bootstraps in the world Amen. to get myself up. Yes. There ain't enough big girl panties yeah. <laughs> to get through what I'm going through. You know what I mean? And so right. you just go, those sayings, they can't sustain me. Like there's yeah. nothing to stand on. And so for me, I want to say, okay, let's say those, but then also bring in the gospel of saying, the reason that I can do this is because of Jesus. Mm. The reason that I can sustain this trial, this tragedy, this whatever it might look like is because I have found the secret to contentment is only through Jesus. Yeah. So this whole you be you is not you be whatever version of Annie you want to be and you make your own rules and throw Jesus and the gospel out the window because we're seeing that a lot of right. like, you get to do whatever you want. Who cares what God says? Right. I'm not saying that. Right. <laughs> I'm saying I want you to be the person that God has created you to be. Yeah. So I want the gospel in and on top and over and everywhere in that kind of mentality of, I get to be me because God made me just like I am. So there's friends of ours listening who are like, I hear you, Jamie, but after quarantine ended, my husband left. Or I hear you, Jamie, but we just found out I have cancer or my mom has cancer or or we both lost our jobs and now our family isn't okay. Or I'm so lonely. There's all sorts of things that people are feeling and 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 it we know what it means to say that Jesus is enough like what does it really look like if he is enough for you? And like, what does that look like on like a Tuesday or a Thursday as is today? Can I read something again? Yes. This is reading. It's not even from my book. It's from, But I want you to read from your book. Well, I might. A couple of years ago, probably in like 2013, my husband's a songwriter. Yeah. And um, they wrote and released a song that has been a little bit of, uh, uh, feels like an anthem a little yeah. bit. And it feels like 
you just said is Jesus is better. And it made me think about this because it feels like, how do we do this? Yeah. And the bridge of the song says this. It says, in all my sorrows, Jesus is better. Make my heart believe. In all my victories, Jesus is better. Make my heart believe. More than any comfort, Jesus is better. Make my heart believe. More than all riches, Jesus is better. Make my heart believe. Our souls declaring, Jesus is better. Make my heart believe. Our song eternal, Jesus is better. Make my heart believe. That song means so much to me because it talks about sorrows, sorrows, triumph, comfort, discomfort. In all of those, God, will you please make my heart believe that Jesus is better than all of it? And to me, when I think about all of those things you listed that someone might be going through, which are horrific, and I'm so sorry, and life is so hard, and it is so unpredictable, and it is so out of our control, I've gotten to a point in my life, and I want to be there where I can look at all of those things in the face a little bit and say, I'm going to choose that Jesus is better than all of this. And what that means, it's more than a song. It's more than a mantra. It just means that I'm going to cling to something that's not going to leave me. Mm -hmm. My husband may leave me, my job, my health, my provision, whatever. God will actually never leave us. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's 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 not in his character, right, to leave his children. His character is faithfulness. Mm-hmm. So God cannot be unfaithful to us. Yeah, no matter what else has fallen out from under your footsteps that you felt you had control over, and so it doesn't make it any less hard. Sure, that's what I need to make sure people know. Going through a divorce, losing a child, getting cancer, losing your job—it's not like that's fun. Right. It's not like you read your Bible and you're like, I feel better. And it's not like that's easy. Right. Those are hard <laughs> things. Right. But I have seen true in God's word, I have seen true in my life and in friends' lives around me that there is this opportunity that we can still believe that God is going to be faithful to us no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so that's hard. And I believe that too when I think about like our calling and us being ourselves is, is we have friends that we've seen walk through really hard seasons and yeah. that has not disqualified them or taken them out of the game for Christian life. Right. In fact, we've seen people go through difficult seasons and God say, I'm going to use you so much right here. Right. Where you would have never imagined or wanted to be. No one asked to have a stroke at 26. Sure. Right. And then you do and you go, okay, so this is how God's going to use me for the rest of my life. I'm going to declare that God's faithful. He's not going to leave me. And Jesus is better than my body working well. Yeah. That makes me think of Lindsay Wheeler at Bottle of Tears too. Yep. Of like... Her life hasn't gotten easier, but she's found a purpose in it. Right. And maybe that's... It feels like the eyes we have on our life, even in our suffering, determines whether we see Jesus or not, not whether he's really there. I'm going to just read this paragraph real quick from the book. And I tell a story in the book about my son, when he was in preschool, was diagnosed with a disease. And it's a disease that's in remission, but there's always this in in my head of, will we see this come back? And I I remember going through a lot of time there of questioning, like, God, like, where are you? Why is this happening? Um, And I wrote this in the book. I said, but I believe this with all my heart. I believe God is in control. I believe he has a plan. I believe he makes things happen, even painful things, in order that they can become a cause for bringing deeper growth in us and more glory to himself. In an interview with Beth Moore on my show, she said this about talking about trials. She said, God made it matter. She said, some things in life are not worth it, and we would never want to walk through them again. But we can say that God made them matter. And that's what I think when I look back and I think about trials that I've been through, it's like semantics of... God's sovereignty. That's not the point here. The point is that I would never, ever choose to walk through some things I walk through ever again. So it's not, you can't be like, I would do it all over again. I would do it all over again. Because God was so good. Right. (laughs) I've said that before. Like, I really have. Yeah. But there are some things I feel that about, not all of them. But you know what? I don't want to do that all over again. But I can look at that and go, 
that was awful. I never want to do that again. And God, you're so crazy because somehow you made that matter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I have to hold on to when life feels out of control. Yes. Was uh, Beth Moore one of your like dream? You've had her twice. I've had her twice. I remember she was like really early on too. And I felt like I'm done. I, I, this is my last <laughs> podcast episode. I have peaked. I have peaked. You peaked early like I that guy peaked, in high school. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I had her last January and I felt like that it was a dream conversation the whole time. She's so lovely. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if you know this. Your listener doesn't know this. I got saved at Passion in 1999 when okay. Beth was preaching. Uh-uh. So the very first time I had her on, it was a full circle thing for me. Yeah. For me to be able to say, what you did 20 years ago, yes. I'm here today yes. because of that. That is wild. Not cool. Who do you have other dream guests left on your list? Who who do you want that you haven't gotten yet? Joanna Gaines. Yes. She doesn't do nothing. We can't get her to hang out with us at all. Come Joanna, on, we're so fun. We're so fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Annie and I will just do one interview. We'll with do you. one, JoJo. <laughs> we'll just put it on both of our shows. We, yeah. That is a great call. Yeah. Joanna, call us. We'll do one episode. Call I'll us. I'll fly to Austin. We'll just both put it on both of our feeds. So fun. You know. I'm sure that there are. I, I love having people on who have something to say, and I know that sounds weird and funny to say, but I believe stories are so important. Yeah. And when someone has a story that they've walked through and they're willing to share it, yeah, it's just God does cool things with that. Yeah. Now, what about your dream guests? Uh, Dolly Parton and Reba. Those are my two. How do you not have Dolly? I'm sitting here drinking a koozie from Dollywood, and you yeah. go there. You it's, did she not there. know you were in the movie? Yeah, she, I hope she knows. We have we have our we have steps toward her. We just haven't gotten her yet. Once there again, my do two. not pull over your car, people. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Things you can never know when you yeah. get an office is like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we're on a thoroughfare <laughs> that leads to a, a hotel, a, a hotel, a hospital, hospital. What about so now? Wait, wait, time out. Yeah. You have contact with Dolly? Yeah. I mean, I don't have contact with Dolly, but we have a one between us. Can we start a hashtag? Get Dolly. <laughs> Get Dolly on that. Sounds um, that fun. sounds fun. It's a long hashtag. It is a long one. Dolly, this sounds fun. We'll try. I, as soon as as soon as we have a way to step toward her and beg her, we will. And I'll let everyone help will us beg so her. Will you be so nervous? I think so. Yeah. I mean, what I, I still get nervous most times because we don't know where these are going. You know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We do our prep, you and I, like we're supposed to. But Wait, you get nervous before your interviews? I mean, I get a degree of nervous. Less, you're probably one of the lowest ones because we're such good friends in real life. And I, we, I know that, yeah. and I know you're a pro at this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's still some I get nervous yeah, yeah. about. Do I you, do too for some yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Not, probably not every time, but. Most times I have feel some butterfly. Yeah. I'm most nervous if I don't know that much about them. Yes. Because then I'm like, I done, I've done all I can do, <laughs> and I don't know where this is going to go. And I don't know if you're going to like me. Yeah, I can't yeah. be sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, so Dolly and Reba are my two big gets. But oh, Reba, yes. Yeah, you and Aaron have started a different show. Tell me about that. We have a new podcast called On the Other Side. Yeah. And it's been fun to work with my husband, Aaron, and we knew we wanted to start a show um, for a while. Yeah. And the reason it's called On the Other Side is because we wanted to showcase stories on the other side of whatever that story might be. Yeah. So I don't want to necessarily hear the story of how this happened to you. I want to hear like what life has been like on the other side of that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so we had a handful of guests, like uh, a man named Tom Terrence, who was in the KKK oh, wow. in the 60s, went to prison, all the things. Wow. So that was such a good show. Yeah. Jeremy Courtney. Yeah, um, of course. That's been so good. Uh, Jonathan and Alina Pitts yeah. were on the show. A man named Jonathan uh, McCombs, who actually lost his entire family in a flood. And so oh my gosh. The, it's feel- <laughs> we finished the first season. I was like, 
I sat down with Aaron and Lindsay, and I was like, guys, we're going to need some happy stories. (laughs) But it feels like it's kind of like what we were talking about. Like, how do we see that God made these things matter? And to me, maybe it's my Enneagram 6, I enjoy hearing stories of tragedy. That sounds so awful, but it gives me so much hope a little bit. That's right. Okay, you made it. That's right. Survival when it hits stories. me, I'm going to make it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. So we can just find that by searching on, on the, the other side. side. Yep. Okay. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Anything we didn't hit? Mm-hmm. A thousand things a thousand is the actual yeah, truth. Yeah. Well, you know the last question we always ask. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what you are doing for fun. Oh, what am I doing for fun? So when we're recording this, actually this weekend, Aaron and I are going on a little staycation. <gasps> oh, that's fun. So what we're doing for fun is staying in a hotel, not with our children, and eating every single meal out. Oh, Maybe great. four meals a day. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, brunch, breakfast, lunch. Just take that mask. Dinner and, and then drinks. Place place. Yeah. Yeah. Are y'all staying in Austin? We're staying in Austin, okay. a hotel that we love. And we'll just eat and sleep and lay by the pool and do married people things. Yeah. And, you know. Okay. So, yeah, girl. <laughs> so as the, I am not married yet, tell me when you know it's time that you and your spouse need to get out of your house. Uh, we're recording this in, uh, what month is this? September. September. I knew in July. Oh, okay. It was like, um, we need a break. You know, Aaron and I have been, for our entire marriage, we've married 19 years, very intentional of not even just dates. Like, that's a Y'all thing. Y'all are so intentional about dates. Yeah, we're so intentional. And I'll tell you what, if you're a listener, if you're listening and you have small kids and you're like, I can never get on a date, you need to get on a date right now. Yes. Because when your kids get big, yeah, it is so hard for us to go on a date. Really? They're always there. They actually want to hang out with us. And they have yeah. all these activities. Yes. I'm like, y'all need to slow down with yeah. your things. <laughs> so... That's always been intentional, but that's more difficult in the in the last couple of years. But getting away, like uh-huh. a hotel, going someplace, it's really good for our marriage because it just kind of reminds us like, oh, we're not just functioning day to day as co-runners of this home and these children. Yeah. Because yeah. that, we function well that way and yeah. that's easy to do. And so getting away... And it just feels special, and we're going literally 30 minutes from our house. Yes. I think people need to hear that. They're like, you don't have to go to Bora Bora. I or, would love to go to Bora yeah, Bora. But tell you no. where, we're, we're not getting to fly anywhere like <laughs> yeah, that right now. Yeah. But but you don't have to do this big, massive, you can do a weekend you can in a, a hotel weekend. 30 minutes from your house. 100%. And save up a little bit of money and be able to eat out. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's important to us. That's really fun. I'm yeah, glad you're getting to do that. And that's a great thing right before book launch gets Crazy really here, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though today, when they hear this, it's out. Yeah. Congratulations! Behind the scenes, yes. Happy book launch Thank day. You. Thank you. <laughs> I, I need really confetti fun. poppers around here or something. Girl, we got them. You know, know we got them. All right, I love you. Thanks Thank for you, doing Annie. this. Love you too. I'm really cheering for you. This is a great book. Thanks. Oh, friends, don't you love her? I know, I know. Listen, what an honest, sweet, true friend and conversation. I'm just. I'm thankful that we get to really talk about our things and that Jamie and I are so for each other and for each other's work. And my gracious, if you are not listening to Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy, go subscribe to that podcast. And happy book launch day, Jamie. Make sure you grab a copy of UBU by Jamie Ivy today. And make sure you follow her on Instagram, Twitter, all the places. Tell her thanks so much for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. Oh, and on YouTube as well, Annie F. Downs TSF. Like, that sounds fun. Go to YouTube.com slash Annie F. Downs TSF to see some really fun videos. 
And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. Have a really great weekend. Make sure you get some rest. We'll see you back here on Monday with Dr. Russell Moore.